even more ways to get goosebumps today on Podcast Magoria. Welcome to another episode of Podcast Magoria. My name's Autumn. And I'm James. And today we will be continuing our discussion of uh, Goosebumps. Yes. Even though I think we are releasing this as a very special edition two-part, like, we're giving you both the parts at yeah. the same time. Yeah, so. we're chunking it all together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be really hard to start talking about Goosebumps and then stop talking about goosebumps yeah because yeah. once we start going yeah well it's hard <laughs> we had discussed before you know oh we're just gonna do an episode about goosebumps and and then i was just like well, i don't know if we can do that in one go yeah and then like and then like the more we were talking about and stuff the more it was kind of like well i think we could just do one episode it's not a big deal and then it was like okay no that's not that's, that's not, not feasible possible. yeah yeah because yeah, <laughs> we because before even prepping for the episode we would get talking mm-hmm. and just keep going and yeah. it's like oh crap there's a lot of factors to this yeah and the love for this series yeah really runs deep with the both of us so. oh for sure as we as we mentioned previously, like yeah. it was our introduction mm-hmm. to more serious stuff. Exactly. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, unequivocally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So just to recap a little bit, in the first uh, part we talked about the books, a little bit into like the merchandise and mm-hmm. and just kind of the extravaganza that was Goosebumps. Uh, mm-hmm. During the nineties, um, and didn't talk about the show. Yes, which that much. Well, didn't not that much. <laughs> not that much. We mentioned it we a like, bit. Oh, I think there was a show, <laughs> but it it is honestly what skyrocketed this series to oh, the yeah. status of what we now know as the Goosebumps franchise. Yes. Yep. Uh, October nineteen ninety five would be a monumental month and year. For kids that like things that go bump in the night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 95 was a good year for us horror kids. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that happened in 95. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but yeah, Goosebumps was just, oh, my God. Like, yeah, it was a huge deal. Um, yeah. Um, it was exciting to finally see these stories played out. Yeah. Because you, some of them, and, and a lot of, like, not all of the books got adapted mm-hmm. but some of the concepts and stuff as a kid reading the books just you kind of be like well there's no way they could make this into a thing mm-hmm. and, they, and yeah. they did yep <laughs> um easily one of the best shows the to come out uh during the mid 90s um also easily one of the best theme songs ever Oh, yeah. Not like, just for kids shows, but just best theme songs ever. Another thing that is like straight up ingrained into every millennial's mind. Yeah. At least the dog barking part. Yeah. It is such a, a, a uh, iconic um, theme song. An iconic show. Just the, like the intro alone. Like take the music out. Just look at the like. Yeah. The 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 opening alone is just 
freaking, you know, R.L. Stein mm-hmm. walking and all the stuff happening. Yeah, the billboard changes yeah. to a spooky oh my lady. God. The lady's yeah. hair goes flat. How horrible. No, she's just, got like a meaner demeanor and it's, stuff it's, like it's, that. It's humidity. She, look, she looks more run down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dog gets, you know, superimposed creepy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Compared to the Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, intro, oh. this one, you th- you think that you're in m- more for a fun time than a scary time. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, um, it's that middle ground. Because, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark, spooky, scary, iconic, amazing. Goosebumps, amazing song, fun, and then Erie, Indiana, which is just a, you know, Elvis the Trash Man. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Goofiness to the extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took it to the complete opposite side of that. And so, yeah, Goosebumps <laughs> perfectly in the middle. Yeah. I feel like with the intro, um, if you were a smaller kid watching, might have scared you a little bit. Yeah. Might, but... make, might make you go, ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, oh. What's that, what's that dog up to? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. But as an older kid, you're like, ah. Psh. Yeah. And also, it got the G. It's got the G going all through it. Yeah. So, <laughs> almost like a music note. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. What a way for them to start the series with um, the Haunted Mask, a mm-hmm. two-parter intro uh, done by R.L. Stein. He's yep. actually on the camera talking. Yeah. Which he does it for not all the episodes, but a, a chunk of them. Yeah. And um, I just, I love his demeanor. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's just kind of done with. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, sure. I'll film an intro for yeah. these books. Hi, I'm R.L. Stein. I uh, do think the things are scary. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do, well, I guess the story's for you. Now let's let's watch it. Yeah. It's yeah, essentially yeah. what it's yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny how kind of deadpan he is. But yeah, the Haunted Mask, I mean, first of all, by the by the time that the show came out, kids were already going nuts for it. Mm-hmm. And you know, as we mentioned about the books and stuff, they're perfect little stories mm-hmm. that translate really well into 30 minute episodes yeah yeah it's almost as if he wrote them with that in mind i mean as i mentioned in the previous episode the, the books took me like an hour to read yeah at most most of the time and so yeah it's only fitting that them breaking the story down it, yeah. it works yeah oh yeah it works swimmingly the inaugural episode slash special um, was an enormous occasion. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, advertise, advertise, of course, weeks in advance. I remember foaming at the mouth yeah. uh, for it to happen. And what's insane is the fact that it wasn't like most kids' shows where it premiered um, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. It premiered prime time. It was, yeah. it was, you know, uh, October 27th, um, it, it, it was up against on, it was Friday night. It's up against TGIF. It, um, that was risky. It was a huge success. Uh, in the United States, it had 7.9 million households to view it. That's insane. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned previously, like with the books, yeah. Uh, the first one sold like a million copies in no time, which yeah. was crazy for that. Yeah. 
but for children's programming to have a viewership like that at the time. Yeah. That was unheard of. Yeah, again, like this is, yeah, you didn't see kids shows pulling those kinds of numbers outside of like, I don't know, Sesame Street, something that had been established for a thousand years. Right. Um, and, and especially you wouldn't see children's programming pull those kind of numbers on a Friday night mm-hmm. up against, I, I actually pulled up the, the schedule for the program, like what was on TV that night. Right. It was up against Family Matters, Boy Meets World, and Unsolved Mysteries. I mean, they're lucky I caught it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is a tough slot. Yeah, very, um, very much. You know, and, 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 you know, and again, it was an hour special. So for them to keep people mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah. And, um, and even though the odds were against it, the premiere of Goosebumps proved to the world that this is, this is, it's happening. We want it. Yeah, we want it. Goosebumps fever is officially here. Yeah. Yeah. So from 95 to 98, Fox Kids would adapt 43 of the original uh, book stories, mm-hmm. um, nine of the Give Yourself Goosebumps, Purple Peanut Butter not being one of them. What the hell? It's crazy, though, like doing all this research. I didn't realize how many. Oh, yeah. Give yourself goosebumps books yeah. there actually were. Yeah, because I thought there was like five. Yeah, I thought maybe 10 at most. Yeah. But there's like, what, almost 20 or something? Something like that. It's, it's, it's a surprising amount, especially yeah. for a um, a Choose Your Own Adventure series. I yeah, think. and now I need the rest of them. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're done also, with the books. <laughs> that's right. It also adapted two of the books from the Goosebumps 2000 series and um, and even a few that were written for the show, like the Trilogy three-parter. Mm-hmm. Um, More Monster Blood uh, was also uh, written uh, as a, uh, a direct sequel to Monster Blood 1. Mm-hmm. Which is insane to me because the fact that there were other Monster Blood books. Yeah, there's like five Some Monster Blood, uh, yeah. Blood books. And which I mean, like, they all hadn't come out, I don't think, by that point. But but Monster Blood 2 had to have already been out yeah. by then, I would assume. I, I believe it was. So With cuddles. Yeah. So what What the hell? But yeah, they, um, they instead just wrote a um, its own thing. You know, we've got a lot to cover. For this, since we're getting into the extended mm-hmm. um, uh, Goosebumps properties and stuff. And so let's kind of bring in a little bit of the uh, of the Goosebumps TV show. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to condense this down because we got to get to the movies and the games and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do our favorite episode list. Yeah. yeah. Um, we usually don't reserve this for the middle of an episode. Yeah. Or, or at least Jesus, close the to the beginning yeah. of yeah. an episode. But we'll we, also have a lot to say about these iconic episodes. Oh, yeah. And plus, it will give you a good idea of what was to be expected from the show. Yeah. I believe. I think that's correct. <laughs> I'll let you start. Okay. Well, um, I'll just kind of start with one of the ones that, you know, it, it, it was definitely based off of something in media. Mm-hmm. Um, the original story, which is The Ghost Next Door. Mm. Um, but it's one of my favorite episodes because, yet again, it's one of the two-parters. You wouldn't expect them to do this as a two-parter. Yeah. But um, they were able to do that because uh, the first episode focuses more on her trying to figure out what's going on with the neighbors. Yeah. And then the second episode is her focusing on, oh, God, I'm the dead one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> which, um, 
it's it's kind of crazy. I did I didn't remember there being so many two parters. But that's all that's on Netflix right oh, now is the two part episode. That's so annoying. It is. Um, it is. And we'll get to that here in a minute. But uh, but yeah, like it's 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 very frustrating that all that's available right now to watch. Because of course, while researching for the episode, I was well, I want nostal- to watch yeah, it. I was vibrating with nostalgia. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I, I have to watch the show now. Like I gotta watch it. You know, it's tough for me to put these in any particular order because mm-hmm. I, I like I like these episodes a lot. Yeah. So I'm just gonna kind of just get started with um with a, a two parter, and that is a uh, one day at Horrorland. Ah, yeah. Um, that's the classic of the classics. Yeah, everybody knows Horrorland. Everybody knows Horrorland, but it was just so fun, like mm-hmm. because kind of like how with you with Shocker and Shock Street, like I like the idea of going to a theme park that like, I always <laughs> wanted to go to like the monster days for like universal studios and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so the idea of going to a horror land and it actually is not, it's a theme park for monsters. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not for people like yeah. being trapped and running around. Like it was just, there were so many things. Plus also it's a goofball. Yeah. You know, like it's scary. It's like, oh no, there's monsters. But then you get into like the game show and like all this other stuff. And then you see the monsters' personalities aren't too far off from human personalities and stuff like that. Yeah, they're all really silly. And I mean, the the kids are still needing to get the hell out of there. Yeah, because they're like, oh shit, monsters. Yeah. But (laughs) but it's just, um, it's so overall fun. It's just, you know, the episodes of the show do a really good job at um, bringing to life that humor mm-hmm. and the not so scary side of the books. Yeah, uh, because it really brings it to light of, oh, well, the, these kids are just like, you know, exaggerating a situation yeah. or uh, that could never happen. Yeah. These kids are scared for no reason. Yeah. And a lot of times it was still real. Yeah. But but at the same time it was like misunderstood. Exactly. Exactly. What's one for you? Uh my next one, um, and why I didn't want to mention too much about the episode in the previous uh in our previous part. Uh, is say cheese and die. Oh yeah. Um, I mean it's probably one of the more well known episodes yeah. of the Goosebump series, mainly because Ryan Gosling. It's like one of his first roles that yeah. he did. Um, and he outacts everybody, even yeah. the adults. Yeah, because I think like what he had he had done. Um, like the, Mickey Mouse Club. Mickey Mouse Club. He, he had done uh, an episode of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, I think, by this point. Yeah. Um. So he already had his acting chops. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it's all Canadian actors. Yeah. So you know what kind of acting is happening. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty surprising to see his performance in this episode because you're just like, wow, this, this kid's going to go somewhere. Yeah. The only thing about this episode, though, is that some elements of it get mixed up with the Are You Afraid of the Dark Yeah. Um, episode. What's that one called with the, with the camera? But for some reason, I always want to put the little gremlin yeah. in this even though I know that that's not right. Yeah. But I can hear him go, hee hee hee. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
But I, I, I guess it's just because it was so close in time together mm-hmm. and whatnot is why those memories get mixed up in my head. But when I watch the episode, I'm like, oh, I, I, I like the Goosebumps one a little more. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and like, and that's, um, you know, to kind of touch a little bit about you bringing up, like, Are You Afraid of Dark and the acting and stuff like that is, um, I think that for the Goosebumps episodes, um, yeah, you end up getting some kid actors that aren't so great, mm-hmm. but then you get some actors that are like really good. Mm-hmm. And like the the episode uh, with the cuckoo clock, like the, his little sister, oh, just ooh. makes you foam at the mouth. <sighs> and it's just like that little kid does such a good job at being a stinker. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and like there's just like a lot of that kind of stuff where the kids do a really good job. And even in the episodes that are more silly, mm-hmm. they do a really good job as opposed to sometimes the more serious episodes of Why Are You Afraid of the Dark are almost spoiled because the kids don't know where to look. Mm-hmm. I'm cold. Yeah. Or, My uh, favorite episode, but yeah, it's still but, the line delivery is so yeah. silly. And and sometimes the kids just always are standing there with their mouths open. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just and, and, and going. You don't, you don't see that too much in Goosebumps. They yeah. look more inquisitive, if yeah, anything. Yeah. And they're not going. <sighs> What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> um. So what's your next one then? My, my next one would be a two-parter. Uh, Welcome to Camp Nightmare. A nice. Yeah, which um, first part really solid. Second part great up until right there at the end. Yeah. Um, where it was one of the first, and it, it's it was hard for me. Do I, I do genuinely love this this episode or these episodes, um, but also it's. The ending of it's so silly. Mm-hmm. Like it was the first time um, as a kid that I was just like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> it was the first time that I had what most people would know as Stephen King syndrome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're just like, "What?" Yeah. Like this is the end. This is the. This is how we're ending this. <laughs> and that was that was my thing where I was just like, "I don't, I don't get this one." But yeah, so yeah, I, there's a lot of really good episodes. And, but this one's one that stuck with me, and that's why I included it. <laughs> nice. Well, I guess kind of in the same area, because there were a few Goosebumps books that kind of felt like they might have been part of the same universe. Because sure. it was that one, Camp, uh, Camp Jelly. Camp Jelly Moon? Is that it? I can't think of the name of it. Well, you know, with the camp counselor yeah. on the front, all he. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Werewolf of Fever Swamp kind of felt like it was yeah. supposed to be in that same, like, area. Yeah. Essentially, uh, that big wooded area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this episode because, well, surprise, it's another two-parter. Uh-huh. But it was one of my first introductions to really cool special effects mm. because I think that the werewolf in this is really cool. Yeah. Because uh, it's got such a different face than what you would see in a lot of um, other werewolf media. Yeah. Um, it looks it looks more like a creature rather than your typical werewolf. No, I get that for um, sure. 
And plus, it was it was the atmosphere of the whole episode because it's so gloomy and they're in the woods in the fall, and so everything just looks dead and gross. And yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah. I like atmosphere. What oh, can for I sure. say? Yeah, because and that's the thing is like you know a lot of them are lighthearted, and even when dealing with monsters and stuff, they're still like kind of like bright and shiny and happy yeah yeah i I guess to not be too scary you're in a neighborhood you're in the suburbs usually in these episodes um but here you're out in the woods the nearly the entire time yeah you feel vulnerable yeah um well my next one (gasps) is uh, is one that i think is a, a like a proper scary episode and that is scarecrow walks at midnight oh yeah yeah. That one is atmospheric as all get out. Plus also proper scary. Like it's it's dealing with proper monster like Yeah, the scarecrow itself yeah. kinda spooky. And then a ton of scarecrows. Like yeah. it, it's just it's yeah, it that one, um I remember whenever I first saw it just going whole because I didn't read the book. Oh, okay. Um and so yeah, with this one it was a Oh my God! I didn't, I didn't expect because a lot of them were, like I said, silly. Yeah. And this one was, it feels more almost like an Are You Afraid of the Dark kind of situation where mm-hmm. it's just like, oh crap! Like there's proper peril here. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I liked it. And then again, it was darker than a lot of the other episodes. Um, I guess my next one, a lot of people do find to be a creepier episode, just because of bugs. Uh, like people hate the bug parts um but i really honestly love the episode for the girl who cried monster yeah yeah another one with great practical effects like the monster mask is yeah awesome um and it turns out that this was like the first episode produced um yeah so the effects in it, it makes it that much more, like, impressive. Yeah. That one also has a lot of dark scenes mm-hmm. to it. It does. Um, And, I mean, the guy looks like he's legit eating the bugs. Yes. And I think that's why a lot of people don't like it mm-hmm. <laughs> because of that. Um, But, I mean, it's, it's impressive. I don't know what they had him actually, like, eating on. I want to believe he's eating bugs. I, I always believed it was actual tarantulas and yeah. stuff. Of course, they change a few things from the book to uh, the adaptation. Uh, but, I mean, I think all of the episodes have. Yeah, little tweaks. Yeah, little tweaks. Um, I also thought it was really cool um, <laughs> that the guy that plays... Um, the monster, he was in shock treatment. Yeah, which is, that's crazy. Yeah, um, I, I just thought that was a cool little thing when I was kind of looking around and trying to figure out what all he had been in, because he looks so familiar. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't been in a lot of stuff I've seen. Yeah, so just... (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I just recognized him from shock treatment. I don't know. And of course, you know, the, the episode has a great... R.L. Stein twist. Yeah. And they do the, the twist so well in this episode with the parents, you know, mm-hmm. laughing to themselves and whatnot. And yeah. I love it. I yeah. just love it. It's a like that was I almost had it on my list. Um, and uh, um, my next one is uh, it's it's another one that I really liked the book and getting to see it 
live action was a big deal for me, and that is You Can't Scare Me. See ah. last episode for why I like it and all that stuff. But <laughs> getting to see the Mud Men. Yeah, uh, the Mud Men. In action. Like, <laughs> was, it, 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 and it, like when we were talking about the book covers and stuff, mm-hmm. this is one of those episodes where you're getting... You're getting the cover. Yeah. You see IRL. the mud men coming out of that swamp. Yeah. And it's just so fun. That's another one, though, where they kind of stay in the woods the mm-hmm. most of the episode. So it's really creepy in that yeah. aspect. Well, my last, my number one is coming out of nowhere. And it's for the most silly reason because oh it's not necessarily a scary episode, nor does anything necessarily impressive happen during it. Okay. But um, the the thing from beneath the sink or uh, whatever, yes, with the killer sponge, yes. I am absolutely in love with that freaking sponge puppet. Yeah. He is so horribly cute. <laughs> it would be so easy to make. I know, and I want to make one to have. On our table when we're at conventions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, because just to make the little light up eyes and everything and get make the little teeth. Yeah, I want to make his little mouth move and yeah. stuff. And plus this has probably one of the best lines that um, I can think of. And I believe it was in the commercials for Goosebumps, mm-hmm. which is one of the little kids when he sees the sponge, he goes, oh my gosh, this is better than X-Files. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is, it's... So funny because you know it's Fox Kids. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, what a way to sell <laughs> a property within a property. Yeah. But, so, um, I honestly think that one's worth the checkout just to see the little guy. Yeah. Because he's getting up to shenanigans. Yes. Yeah. Too, of yeah. It's such like a silly, evil shenanigans, but yeah, absolutely a silly episode. But yeah, it's it's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely love that one. I had a friend that would that absolutely refused to watch that episode because they were scared of the sponge. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, and I'm like, no, it's hilarious. Like, yeah. it, and it's cute. It's not scary. Yeah, the, the sponge is uh, kind of like the the slime from Ghostbusters too, so, where it just reacts to uh, emotion. See, okay. There was uh, a little entity in the Little Mermaid. Uh, cartoon mm. that reminded me a lot of the sponge. Huh. It, it's like this little guy that's going around doing evil things and, you know, Little Mermaid's like, you shouldn't be doing that. And he's like, shucks. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. But when I was a kid, for some reason, I would get those two entities, like, they would combine in my head. Yeah. I huh. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They probably don't even look anything alike. Yeah, we'll um, have to look into that. I, yeah. <laughs> um, my my number one no brainer, super obvious. Uh, I hate that it's so obvious, but um, it it was just such a a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, as a kid, and and still is um a big deal to me, and that is um the just disgustingly common. Uh, and that is the haunted mask i just yeah. flipping, i flip and love it i want the mask i i can't tell you how often i look online at the replica mask oh yeah it's gonna be part of our collection one day i keep coming so close to buying it but the thing is is that a lot of the websites that sell the replica 
the picture is not what you actually get mm-hmm. and or the size is wrong or the coloring is different. Yeah, and, I've seen a lot of people that had to like repaint their mask yeah, to make it and closer. I will not uh, like I probably won't ever order it. I'll probably like it's going to be a situation where I'll have to physically see it first. Right. In order to buy it. Right. And because like sometimes Party City will have it. Oh, and, and it's, 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 it looks it's, so bad. Yeah. Because like um, it's it's the the mask is warped. Yeah. Typically. And I'm like, well, yeah, there's no way in hell I'm buying that. And that's what I'm scared <laughs> of. So, yeah. But uh, come on. Haunted Mask is so flipping good. And, yeah. and, and again, as a kid that loved Halloween and stuff and the and you get everything in it, plus all the other masks floating around or homages to other episodes. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of that. Like there's a lot of like Easter eggs in it for other stuff. It's just, yeah, just, I love it. I love it so much. It's iconic. It is, it's what made the show, the show Mm -hmm. to me. And, um. It's definitely one you should bust out for around Halloween time. Oh, yeah, Because it it just puts you in the mood for going out and trick-or-treating. Yeah. Going to haunted houses and whatnot. I think it's also, um. It's why I think, like, whenever I put on a costume or put on a mask or whatever, and Mm -hmm. I, I kind of, like. You know, I become the character or whatever. Yeah. I think that's that's the that's the why. That's mm-hmm. the why I do what I do. And like cosplaying and stuff like that is because of the haunted mask. I'm like, oh, well, when you put this on, it you become, you become it. it. You become it. Yeah. And, and that's what it is for me. Huh. Um, so yeah, like uh there's so many good episodes. There's so many and, and it's hard to keep it down to just a handful. It is. Um I I know one episode I absolutely hate, oh. but we'll probably mention it a little bit. Well, yeah. Oh, later yeah. on. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I'll mention we'll it that. when we get to that. Okay. So, that's it for the TV show. Um the back half of this episode is going to be talking about um more items within the uh, Goosebumps fr- the continued Goosebumps franchise, which is Goosebumps games. Yes. Now, in previous episodes, we have already talked about the board games. Um, we talked about them in um, uh, horror board games, and we talked about them in a, in a uh, Holiday Haunts episode. So if you want to hear how we feel about um, some of the Goosebumps board games, go back and listen to that. Um, we have not gotten to talk about the Goosebumps video games. Yes. And... Which I've only ever played two of them that I know of. Yeah, I... Um... First of all, I thought that there were more than than what there actually is. And I don't know why. I thought there was a lot more just because there was so much shovelware yeah. up put out for like the Wii and DS and stuff. I could have swore there was a lot of Goosebumps games yeah. put out during that time, but it but turns out No, not so much. Yeah. I, well, I mean we'll get we'll yeah, get yeah, to yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. So um the first one, which is an amazing one, and um I yeah, uh, a lot of nostalgia came back whenever I was, you know, reading about it and stuff for this episode. And that is Goosebumps Escape from Horrorland. Yes, this was the first PC game I ever got to play on. I, it was we had it on a computer at school. I'm going to scream. I know. I know. We've already discussed it. Yes. I know. <laughs> I just like. Oh God! I would when we would get the Scholastic, 
um, catalogs, if I wasn't circling the Goosebumps um, uh, fan club thing, I would then be like, hey, can we get a computer so I can get this game? <laughs> that was the only reason why I wanted a computer. Yeah. Like, that yeah. maybe Oregon Trail. But, like, I wanted this game so bad. I didn't know anybody that ever played it. Mm. I didn't, like, I never saw anything for it outside of ads for it. And good lord i think it has such a i mean i don't remember much but one particular part i don't know why it's stuck in my head um i just remember one of the little uh videos in it of like just the werewolf like turning around and looking at you and that's all i remember from this game oh my god (laughs) yeah it it, like and it's okay so not only it's a point and click adventure game and stuff but it is one of those fmv Mm -hmm. um ones so you got live action uh mixed in with just like you know your computer stuff yeah the kids go in oh my gosh we've got to get this lever pulled how are we going to do that and they look at you yeah yeah it's just it's so cool and you know you can you can go on youtube and find uh videos like footage of the game Mm -hmm. there's full-on walkthroughs and stuff with no commentary which um i really appreciate the people that did that i i do enjoy that and of course there's plenty of people that um have just like rundowns of the like i believe um what is it pushing up roses yeah she have one She's got to have one by now. I feel like she did one for one of these. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, I think it is this one then, yeah. Because it wouldn't be the other one. <laughs> well, um, anyway, watch Pushing Up Roses, guys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you want in-depth uh, uh, episodes about, like... Uh, PC games. Yeah, PC games. And also uh, episodes of Goosebumps. Like, uh, yeah, she does a good job with that. She sure does. We don't know her. We're not... Uh, We're not affiliated. <laughs> yeah. We just like to... Just, yeah just like her stuff yeah (laughs) um but anywho yeah dreamworks interactive uh they hit gold with this one this was uh the highest selling game at the time um it was even up for best adaptation of linear media uh uh the spotlight award for Mm. it but it lost out to some lame game called i have no mouth and i must scream Ah, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I haven't played that game multiple times over. <laughs> I thought it was so funny that <laughs> that that was the game that this one lost to. I mean, comparatively, um, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. know why. It yeah. Was. <laughs> yeah, it was just so funny. Even though this one had Jeff Goldblum in it. Oh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum can't save all projects. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, this game looks like a really good time. I still want to get my hands on it, and um, I think that there are some ways I can definitely get around to I playing it. I think there might be some ways nowadays. <laughs> Next up is um, Goosebumps Attack of the Mutant. <sighs> yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Least favorite episode of the show? Least favorite book? I just don't get it. I don't get why they kept trying to push... This superhero yeah. stuff on us. We're not here for superheroes. No. And, and that's like... That We're was trying so... to escape superheroes by <laughs> reading Goosebumps. That's right. Yeah. Like, it was... It's so insane because, like, uh, on Netflix, the, mm-hmm. the, the picture is the, uh, is the, uh, the masked mutant from mm-hmm. uh, the episode. And then, yeah, like, there was a ton of 
Like when it came to advertising for Goosebumps. I saw that guy in front yeah. of that building. I saw that picture so many times. Yeah, it's so strange. And, and like it only became more because I, I don't remember it being that big of a deal as a kid. No. But because I mean, again, like the episode wasn't all that good. And then all of a sudden here recently, it's like, oh, no, this is the thing. And obviously back then they thought it was going to be more of a big mm -hmm. deal because they made a flipping game based off of it. Yeah, I feel like they were really trying to get the mass Mutant to be like one of the like secondary mascots, essentially yeah. like Slappy and yeah. Cuddles and whatnot. Why? Why? There's so many other iconic characters. And, and yeah, for some reason this was the one that that like Scholastic or whomever was just like, this is the one. Kids like superheroes, and this is the thing. It's like Goosebumps no, stands no, no, alone no, no, on spot. No, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You don't need to do that. We're not. We're not here for unbreakable people. That's right. Yeah. Um. And so, the, like, yeah, the game obviously it, it it big surprise. It didn't do as well as the first one for probably a couple of reasons. One, the gameplay was like significantly different. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a first person shooter, which is yeah, weird. that's weird. Um, but one of the things that was kind of neat about the game, I'll give it. It's you know. I'll, I'll give it a compliment is it was one of the first um, cell shaded games to come out, uh, which is, you know, kind of neat. Mm -hmm. uh, however, it's also ugly as sin. <laughs> like, well, yeah, they didn't have they didn't quite have the capability of yeah. making cell shaded look too great yet. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough stuff. But, um, you know, so if you want to see gameplay of this, um it's it's on YouTube. This also like there's not a whole lot of information about the game itself. Yeah. Like every because when I was trying to look up stuff about the game, um, every single website that talks about the game, it's the same information. Like, <laughs> Just copy and pasted, huh? Flat out. Wow. Well, I mean, I if I was the Goosebumps franchise, I would want to um, sweep it under the rug too. Yeah. yeah that was a bad been. marketing choice. Yeah. yeah. Should have been forgotten to time. <laughs> um, eventually Goosebumps would get out of uh, PC games and um, they would eventually get onto console with um, Goosebumps Horrorland mm -hmm. uh, released on the DS, Wii, and PS2 I've not played the Wii or PS2 version, we no. played the DS one yeah, and mm, it's one of those shovelware games as I yeah. was um, you know, explaining earlier but it had a certain charm to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had fun playing it. I mean, that's why I kept playing it. Yeah. Yeah. I would play it during like my lunch breaks and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and stuck with it. It was a, not a great game. It was sometimes frustrating mm -hmm. um, to play. And yeah, I would still stick with it. Probably just because it was Goosebumps. Um, yeah. I wanted to see where it went. Essentially. Yeah. But it was... Um, you know, the, the whole point of it was you were playing mini games to collect tickets mm -hmm. to escape uh, Horrorland. And, I mean, here's the thing. There's other games that do the same concept better. On the DS and Wii especially. Yeah. And um, I just, uh, the whole time I was like, you know what? I think I might just dig out uh, an NES emulator and play adventures in the magic kingdom if i want to play <laughs> a game where i'm escaping from a theme park see i want to say though that this was kind of 
if I remember correctly, this came out a little bit after Carnival Games, and oh, I think yeah. that they were trying to ride the coattails yeah. of that game because it was it got pretty popular. That's right. That's what the Wii and uh, and PS2 version is. Is mm-hmm. it's, it's basically Carnival Games. Yeah. And the DS version was a shitty version of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's probably the scenario. Yeah. Because there was a lot of franchises that would copy popular games. Yeah. And just slap it? their stuff on it. Goosebumps has such a freaking rich amount of content. They don't need to copy anybody else. No, they can make their own thing. Plus, also, Horrorland was already done, so they could have done exactly. it completely. Yeah. They could have just uh, ported it to the Wii and DS at that point. Yeah, yeah. Just make money off of something that they already made. Yeah. Plain and simple. I would have bought it. Because I would have been like, holy crap, it's Harland. Ah. I would have absolutely bought it because of the fact I never got to play yeah. it on PC. Yeah, you would have been like, rrr, 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 I never uh, played it. <laughs> um, eventually, we would get back to uh, basics with a point and click adventure game with Goosebumps the game. Um, this is This is what I wanted Mm-hmm. out of a, a goosebumps game though not perfect uh it is nostalgia heaven mm-hmm. because it plays like an old pc point yeah. and click adventure yeah and it references everything anything you could think of yeah goosebumps universe but i mean it was supposed to be um a prequel to the movie yeah yeah it's a prequel to the movie is that how it worked yeah because this is this is where we're getting into Oh, merchandising, merchandising, merchandising <laughs> with, with the Goosebumps stuff. Hey, do you guys remember Goosebumps? Guys, I know you do. Yeah. Well, and, we're fixing to have a movie come out. Yeah. yeah I know you're going to take your kids. Yeah. And so all we're going to do is make a, a, a bajillion references that your kids aren't going to get. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to fucking love it. Yeah. You're going to shit your pants. Yeah. And that's <laughs> what this game is. Um, And then... uh. Goosebumps goes into just the money grab, which mm-hmm. is two games that are mobile games. Uh, I didn't meet when I, I I didn't even bought like it's Goosebumps Night Scares, Goosebumps Horror Town. Blech. Um I'm just mentioning them because it bridges the gap between Goosebumps the game to Goosebumps Dead of Night back onto consoles. Um Goosebumps Dead of Night is a sequel to Night of Scares. Hmm. It is um Best way I could describe it is it's it's one of those games that you get for three bucks where it's a you're solving puzzles and and doing I spy, mm-hmm. you know, murder mystery. Uh, uh, it, it's just it's just the basic, basic, basic of what games are these days. Yeah. You know, if you if you have a property and you don't know how to make a good game, you make this. They're great for killing time, mm-hmm. and God knows I love playing those games. Little kids like them. Little, little, little kids. kids. Like, if I don't want to play something that has a, a ton of plot, or I even have to use my brain too much, like, it's great. You know, uh, look at the uh, Murder, She Wrote game. <laughs> yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. But Goosebumps, and also a little bit more ugly. Oh, yeah. The, the artwork and stuff for it. Yeah. I don't I don't know what what it is about this particular part in the Goosebumps um franchise but all the way from the Wii game to then 
What happened with the artwork? Yeah, it's all because it's not cool. even. It doesn't even tie into like the newer book covers. No. I don't know who did the artwork for all of this stuff, but it looks so cheap. Well, uh, yeah, especially okay. So with Goosebumps Dead of Night, what was baffling to me is the fact that there are they're like looking at screenshots and stuff of the game. There are sections of the game that look like they're from a completely different game. What? They didn't even like stick with the same artwork or style within it because there's like a thing where you have to mix potions or some shit huh. and um i wonder if they went to fiverr and was like hey can you do goosebumps it looks like <laughs> ms paint in the middle of like all this other style it's yeah yeah it's yeah i've seen how garbage. rough it looks and yeah. even like slappy looks like shit and it's just like come on really you guys couldn't spring the extra five dollars to to make a, yeah. a decent character model yeah so ugh. <laughs> but at least those count as games, I guess. Yes, yes, those in, count as games. In today's society. That, oh. <laughs> um, they didn't. They weren't bogged down with microtransactions, so I guess there's that. Okay, that's good. I didn't <laughs> know that part. Yeah. I, I imagined that they had had, yeah, yeah. a ton of that, but that's um, good. So, of course, like, you know, as mentioned with those games, uh, the more recent ones, they tie into the movie. So let's go ahead and start talking about the movies. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. So the first one, Jack Black plays R.L. Stein. It's a kind of out there choice. It's an out there choice. Somehow works. But yeah, he does a really fantastic job it's... at being this eccentric. Yeah. Because I wasn't happy about it whenever he, because I love oh, yeah. Jack Black. I love Jack Black too, but I was like, to be R.L. Stein? I was like, have you guys seen R.L. Stein? <laughs> but somehow he kind he does, of has the air about yeah, him. Yeah, like he does a good job. He's, you know, he's arrogant, uh-huh. but he's he's still, like, got a humor to him. Yeah. I think he played him quite well. Um, yeah. But man. Okay, so... So the plot is um, some kids unleash the monsters uh, from R.L. Stein's books, and then they have to collect the monsters and put them back in the books. It's kind of Jumanji in a way. Yeah. And, ugh. Yeah. Um, kind of rough, but of course we do get to see all of our favorite yeah. things. As I mentioned in the previous episode, we get the Shocker on Shock yeah. Street reference, which I was like over the moon about yeah. so this is the, this is the thing okay is it's it's definitely having cake with a little bit of poison mm-hmm. because it's a how do you encapsulate an entire franchise into a film mm-hmm. and, and you don't at this point you don't know that there's going to be two films yeah yeah <laughs> um which mm, uh mm. but but anyway <laughs> like so i understand the choice that they made here Mm-hmm. But I feel like they could have done this in a lot different way where maybe they would have if they would have done it where it was like a young Stein writing the stories based off of like he's investigating this stuff because mm-hmm. that's kind of what how he wrote the stories anyway was based yeah. off his child experiences and stuff or real experiences with his kid. Do, like So yeah. why not use that as inspiration where he Maybe all sorts of weird stuff happens to him as a kid. We see that. Then he's older. He moves to this town, meets these kids. 
they're starting to experience the mm-hmm. same spooky stuff. And he's like, oh, I know all about yeah. this and acts as a mentor, yeah. which I mean, he is. But it's because. But he, it's in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It would, or it would be nice if they presented it as an anthology where they took, you know, maybe a cup. Cause yeah. Cause maybe I don't he's think... telling the kids these stories yeah. of like. Arl Stein yeah. is the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. That would have been cool. And, and then. That's they... what I was kind of expecting a yeah. little bit despite the trailers. But, but instead it's just a, hey, how many references can you spot? Mm-hmm. And it's almost and the ho- entire book. And series. I hope you love the gnomes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because the gnomes are a big part of both yeah. of these movies yes. somehow. Um, your favorite book, of course, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, though, I do like the concept of that R.L. Stein was essentially uh, peeking into this universe the entire time. And that's how he wrote yeah, the books. It's because that's what we were kind of mentioning with the uh, covers. Yeah. Um, getting no, to look into the window of what that world is. No, it's, it's the concept is like there. It's there. They just could have went about it in it just too much. A, a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Different way. Um and so yeah, they like the movie was a huge success, big surprise. Yeah. Cuz um, it wasn't a bad movie. No. No, no, no. It wasn't a bad movie. I had fun watching it. Um and then they made a second one, which it is a rehash more or less of the first movie. No Jack Black though. Yeah, he's in like one scene or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he, he's he's just kind of shows up. Yeah, and, it's mostly the kids in this one. Yeah, different set of kids. More book, gnomes. More gnomes. It took it took everything that might have been charming about the first film. Uh huh. And then it was just like, oh well, this is where the money is. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just like, well, shit, man. Like, I don't want to watch the same movie twice. <laughs> and. Yeah, I already it, wasn't, I wasn't much of a fan of the first one. And so going into the second one, I was like, Ugh. it didn't catch my attention mm-hmm. like it did the, no. with the first one. Cause no. the first one was at least fun. Yeah. No, this one is goosebumps to the search of more money. Like it is. Uh, yeah. Straight yeah. up. Um, Unfortunately. Cause it came out very quick too. Well, no, it was like, it was two or three years after the first one. Wasn't well, I guess it? that's, I guess maybe, yeah, maybe, I don't know. It was a whirlwind for me. <laughs> but uh, it just—it just the past felt... ten years have been a whirlwind for me. Okay, but it just felt like it happened really quick. I guess it's just because of the fact that they're very, very, very similar mm-hmm. that it just kind of all melts together in my head. Yeah, it, it, there's probably scenes that I'll that I'll reference from the first one, and people will be like, "No, that happened in the second one." Because yeah, it just all melts together mm-hmm. for sure. Um. So I don't know if there's any future movies in the works. However, um, there is a future show in the works. <laughs> uh, Disney Plus has gotten the uh, distribution rights uh, for Goosebumps on film. <sighs> okay. There's two big problems here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First of all, because of this. Uh, that is why we're stuck with just the two-part specials mm-hmm. on uh, on Netflix and why currently the show is not available unless you buy it. And I have a lot of beef with that, too. Yeah. Um, secondly, I am so not enthused about the concept for the new show because it is taking full-on inspiration from the movies. Bah. 
where it's you're not it's not the stories it's just kids it's just it's a monster of the week the kids mm-hmm. dealing with the monsters or the characters from the, the from the books escaping and they gotta collect them why can't I, we just get an anthology I, show or why can't we just get a reimagining of the actual stories that we already have that are pretty much already in script form as we see from the previous series yeah um it just it just baffles me that people do this kind of stuff and there's so many of the books that didn't get adaptations yeah Yeah. there has been you know the original run there is quite a few uh quite a few books that didn't get episodes there is the Goosebumps 2000 series that didn't get, you mm-hmm. know, again, only two of the books got uh, yeah. episodes. So you got all those books. Then you've got the horror world. You've got the mm-hmm. slappy shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like you have all this lore and all this product. And instead, we're getting a basically a rehashing of the movies, mm-hmm. but made into a series, which yeah. maybe is like because I guess like kind of my problem with the movies was it was too much in a small space. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Maybe cool. Maybe. Maybe they'll expand on the shocker stuff. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> it turns know. out that the whole series takes place in the shocker uh, Westworld. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that old reference. Yeah. Um, my thing is, though, is, man, why can't we get a modern day adaptation of something from R.L. Stein that actually makes sense to the books? Because of Fair Street. Yeah. Uh, series that right. was crap yeah, like, compared to the book. Yeah. Um. So, and this was when we were discussing off mic about the new show coming out. This is this is what it comes down to, and this is what I think has happened. Is um we didn't talk really, and I don't want to get into really the the legal mm-hmm. issue of R.L. Stein versus Scholastic. Yeah, and how. They Pretty own much, all of it. Yeah. They own the characters mm-hmm. and he owns the stories. He he owns what he wrote. Mm-hmm. And so they want to still make money off of it. They don't want to give him any money because there's bad blood. <sighs> and so what happens instead is they they can legally make all the content they want Mm -hmm. with the characters Mm -hmm. and never actually have to tell any of the stories. Ah. And that's what we're getting. That's the series we're getting is we're getting a, we're getting the, the wrapping and nothing of the substance. Ah. And and, it just makes me scream. I hope the best, you know, I absolutely, (laughs) I hope the best for it. Um, especially because of the fact that it'll bring new generations to um the classics and and so i hope that kids will see the show and then read the books and not hate them that's what i'm afraid of is that they're gonna try to put the modern day like edge on it to where Mm -hmm. like the books just look absolutely silly compared to it yeah it'll be like uh they're reading uh goof lumps yes yes (laughs) which all uh jacobus also did covers for that yeah, too. I yeah. guess so. I've only got one of the books. I've got uh, uh, Eat Cheese and Barf. Eat Cheese and Barf. Yep, <laughs> I think that's the one I had too. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So who knows what the future actually holds for Goosebumps? I hope that we get. It'd be nice to get um, another adventure game uh, out of it based mm-hmm. off the book series. 
Um, Can we get a remaster of the point and click Harland? Maybe. God, that'd be so sweet. Cause I I want to see what that werewolf was doing in my yeah, memory. That's right. <laughs> um, and and also, um, again, like who knows how the show will be. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll check see. it out. We'll definitely do an episode about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of fate for yeah, us now, <laughs> for sure. Um, so um. The question to you, dear listener, is what episodes of the show gave you goosebumps? Um, did you play any of the games? What were your memories for it? What is there anybody out there that actually likes the superhero thing? <laughs> yeah, let us know if let you like know. the masked mutant and was yeah. like totally offended by us shitting yeah, all over yeah, it. Yeah, let, let us know why <laughs> uh, that's the thing that you liked from Goosebumps. <laughs> I'm always happy to hear. Um, so definitely reach out to us on our socials. You know where to find us. Just type in Podcast Megoria and we'll pop up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how. Uh, that, bring us, uh, that brings us to the end of this episode of Podcast Megoria. Next episode is going to be about phobias. Ooh. What makes people go eek? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll probably get into ours a little bit, too, yeah. huh? Yes. Um, so that'll be interesting. Therapeutic, <laughs> perhaps. But, um, so yeah. So uh, uh, listen to us next time to see what makes people go, ah. <laughs> Until next time, if you find yourself being chased by a shocker on Shock Street or tempted to put on a haunted mask, be sure to keep some worms that they're ready to eat. Your garden gnome's happy. (laughs) And most importantly, you must stay spooky. Brains. Brains. Bye. You've been listening to Podcast Magoria with Autumn and James, starring Autumn Campbell and James Davis, produced by Taryn Westphal, with music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for posts related to Podcast Magoria Productions. And as always, stay spooky. Spooky.